This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com has the world's largest collection of audiobooks, as well as some other audio stuff like college courses, podcasts, and Audible Originals, which are original content created by Audible for Audible and have some big heavy hitters as well as voice actors. It's pretty cool. Anyway. Book I recommend today is Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. It's one of the books that has really helped me develop out my leadership and my business a lot. It was a book I relied on in the early stages of growing my business to build up my business. So I highly recommend it. And of course, you can always go get a free copy of Entree Leadership at audible.com. By going to audible.com forward slash bootstrap and signing up for their free 30-day trial, you get one Audible book that you can keep, two Audible originals, again, that you keep forever, and you get access to their streaming library for 30 days at no cost. Afterwards, it's only $14.99 a month. And you can do this by going over to audible.com forward slash bootstrap. So go check it out. Free books. Keep it forever. It's in your library. You can check it out. If you, you can cancel at a time. Once you cancel, you keep your book. I have had to cancel because of finances and stuff. My subscription for some times. And I still have all my entire library. So yeah, check it out. Audible.com forward slash bootstrap. Now. First of all, thank you guys for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. And if you've noticed, I've only had some reruns going up. The last couple of weeks have been insanely busy. I've got a new full-time job and a part-time job and the podcast and my business, which is finally starting to wake up from its coma, its COVID-induced coma. So now I have clients and two jobs, and last week, Monday, I worked about eight hours, then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I averaged around 13 hours a day, so not a lot of podcasts coming out when I'm working like that. Sorry, guys, I'm going to try to find time to record and get things up and get back on track here. Things are settling down, finally, so just a little explanation why you heard reruns. But if you're new to the podcast, maybe it was good to listen to. So let's go into today's today's topic. So I've talked about a lot about Marvel and DC and how Marvel succeeds and sometimes why DC has failed, etc. So I want to talk about that because... Yeah, about 15 years ago, Marvel hit the scene with Iron Man. And 
it blew my mind. I've talked about before, especially when they tease the Avengers movie at the very end. They got me excited. They got a whole bunch of other Marvel fans excited. And they built up this huge universe that is still going strong 15 years later. Meanwhile, DC has tried to play catch up and has been behind the times and has not been able to do so. Tried very, very hard to push through and get a Justice League movie going, their own superhero team up movie to compete with the Avengers. And it did not succeed so successfully. They kind of rushed it. it. They didn't build a lot of time developing it. Uh, one of the early, one of my first, first or second podcasts, I even talked about this, about the money on the line for some of the managers. So they just pushed the story out, com- not completely finished properly, just to get a bonus. But, and if you go online, you can go on to YouTube, you can go online, you can go Google, whatever. And there are lots and lots and lots of reasons and explanations of why DC has failed to create a universe that has come anywhere near close to what Marvel has done. And let's let's get into it let's uh, let's see you know another opinion here's just another opinion but this opinion is directly consistent with business principles and leadership and it's very important so let's jump into it so as you may guess i do follow a random it's called the random fandom page on facebook They post things about different fandoms. And Marvel and DC is one of them. Came across an article they posted. And the post is this. It's from ScreenRap.com. And it's, The Man of Steel writer explains why DCEU failed to catch up with the MCU. Now I'm not going to read the entire article. Because it's rather well known. And it's just laying around the ground work of, hey, we all know Marvel, etc. So, going down to just a summary and a quote from the guy. This is one of the guys that was writing Man of Steel, one of the Man of Steel writers. So, let's go down and read this real quick. It says, I think one of the issues is that Marvel had consistent leadership for the last 15 years or more. Whereas DC hasn't. There have been all types of these changes in terms of who's running DC. That is fundamentally very hard. It's hard to make any headway when leadership is changing. One of the other things that made Marvel incredibly successful is all their adaptations are true to the source material. Ant-Man feels like the Ant-Man. The Hulk feels like the Hulk. They don't try to change things up. I would say try to hew closer to what was the original intent. So it's having consistent universe, having consistent leadership, and staying true to the source material. And this was, let's see, who was this guy again? This was David S. Goyer, the writer of Man of Steel. He wrote Man of Steel. 
So he kind of might know what he's talking about. He knows how things work over there. So what can we draw from this? Obviously, leadership is very important. But you need to create consistent leadership and even be a consistent leader. And I've talked about consistency in the past. And when it comes to leadership, keeping your leadership team consistent and steady and not changing and not shuffling around people all the time is very important. And sure, if you're just a one-man operation or you've got just a handful of employees, maybe you're not at that point anymore. But even as a one-man job, you need to be consistent in your leadership style. You don't need to be changing all the time. You have to keep your employees from from having to guess what you're going to do next. Matter of fact, I had a boss like that. He would tell you to do something. A month later, forget he told you to do something and then yell at you for doing something that he told you to do the month before. That he didn't remember he told you to do the month before. Now, there were some other factors at play in that, why he was forgetting and stuff, which were not good factors at all. And it was based on personal choice. But, yeah, inconsistent leadership for your employees is always going to be a problem. Inconsistent leadership creates bad products, creates disloyal employees, and fractures teams and teamwork. Matter of fact, every leadership book seems to point this out in some way, shape, or form. Even if they don't make a point of it, you realize they're, they have a very consistent leadership team. Now, how do you get consistent leadership? Well, first of all, of course, eventually, if your business grows so big, you have to go go public and have an IPO and do all that stuff. Eventually, you might have more shareholders and more problems to get a good leadership team in place. That That's kind of the deal. But if you sell your company to another company, that's another way to lose control and get inconsistent leadership. These are some big ones, but most of you listening to my podcast are probably not there. But if you have a 20, 30 employees, fairly small business, a small business is 500 employees or less is considered a small business, by the way, officially. So if you're a small business, first of all, you need to make sure you put people in leadership that are capable and ready for leadership. And how we know that? Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. I will have to come back and revisit that. But you don't want to just randomly promote somebody just because you feel like they're a good leader or because they're the only one with any qualifications or the only one that knows how to run the computer. Whatever. There are dumb reasons to promote people, and I've seen a lot of it. And you don't want to promote people that are salespeople into leadership just because they're good at sales. Now, salespeople can be great leaders. Salespeople can become great, wonderful managers. Don't get me wrong. However, I've seen many salespeople who are wonderful salespeople suck at leadership and be horrible managers and not know how to manage people. They know how to sell people, but they don't know how to manage people. And then they try to sell their employees instead of manage their employees, and it just doesn't work out well. I've talked about the Peter Principle. 
and the I think it was the Peter Principle and the Dilbert Principle. I can't remember exactly, but point being, when you promote people into leadership, you want to make sure that you have solid criteria you're looking for. They're the right type of person. Uh, most often than not, you want to try more often than not. If you can see a person who's already behaving like the leader you want them to be, even if they don't have the title of leader, that's somebody you want to move up. If a person's taking responsibility, people look up to them, they know what's going on, they kind of take control when things are going crazy, and they're stepping up to the plate and they're doing a good job, maybe that's your clue. That's the person you want to promote. So, yeah, and you can hire in leaders too, but you got to be very careful about hiring in other people with leadership. You want to know why they're a leader, how they're a leader, their style, etc. So you have to be very solid about setting your leadership team. Then you also have to be very, very clear about your goals, your mission, and your vision as a company and as a person. Where are we going? If you're the bus driver on the bus, you need to know where you're going. And you need to make sure your leaders know where they're going, where the common goal is, where the aim is. If, for example, you've got a project and it's construction, you've got a whole bunch of different guys, then the obvious goal is build this thing and get it done right. That's pretty obvious. But say you got a concrete guy who's building concrete and you got a carpenter who's putting up the wood. They need to know what the they both have to be working from the same set of plans so they don't clash into each other and collide. And that's something that happens often with leadership and mixing things up and frustrating leadership where leadership changes and it's not on the same page. Is one leader has one idea, another one has a different idea, and they're trying to work two different plans, two different blueprints in the same company and they crash. Not good. And then you have to treat your leaders well. You have to take care of them. You have to make sure that not only are they good leaders and they're honorable and they're good men and women and they're taking great care of their people, your people, but you take good care of them. Remember, as you grow your business, you will spend most likely less and less time with direct contact with your customers, your end customer. Eventually, you'll have salespeople and service people that will go to uh, go out and work with your customers. You will likely not see customers eventually at all anymore. That's how that usually turns out. Restaurants, chef eventually doesn't sit there and cook all day. They're making the menu. They're doing everything else. So they're not going out and talking to the customers. Yeah, sure, maybe. But just eventually. Just an example. Maybe a bad example, but some examples. But if you start a widget factory and you're building widgets and you're selling them personally, eventually you're going to be managing it and you're not going to see the customers. So when you're a leader, when you become a leader and you're leadership and you have leaders under you and you're the owner, your customers become your leaders and your employees in that order. Yes, eventually, hopefully, you will have a large enough organization where you're not even directly dealing with employees all that much anymore. You have a leadership team that does this for you because you will not be physically able to deal with every single employee's problem. Matter of fact, that's even a biblical principle, believe it or not. In the Bible, Moses goes out 
leads the people out of Egypt. You know the famous line, let my people go. The Pharaoh lets them go, chase them down, they escape Egypt. And it's a few chapters after that in the Bible where Moses is attempting to lead every single person and deal with every personal issue, every complaint, and judge amongst the people everything. Someone's like, well, he's, he, you know, he stole my meat, my cat. No, I didn't. Your cat ran away. Well, whatever. Stupid little stuff. Whatever. All these stupid little things show up. And Moses was trying to answer every question of every person and judge between them and do it all with tens of thousands of people by himself. When his father-in-law, a guy named Jethro, walked up to him and said, in a nutshell, this is top of my head, probably not word for word from the Bible, basically, hey Moses, you're doing it wrong, you're being stupid, what are you doing? You need to set up a way to manage all these people by setting up leaders and then leaders over them. You need to set up a leader over 10 people, let's say, then a leader over 100 people, then a leader over 1,000 people, etc., until you get up to you. So you set it up, and then that way you, you're not working yourself to death, man. So you have to set up a leadership team with a good goal. But when you become that top leader, you're not dealing with the customers. You're not dealing with your standard employees. You're dealing with your leaders and the leaders of your leaders. Those are your customers. Those are the people you take care of. Those are the people you need to provide the most value on. You need to keep in touch with them. You got to talk to them. You got to make them feel like they're heard. You got to make sure that they feel noticed and, and, and just overall, ah, what's the word? That they're doing a good job. Appreciated. They have to feel appreciated. They have to feel heard. And they also have to feel like they do have control. One job I worked, I was the manager. And at this place, apparently manager just meant you worked the entire shift of anyone that didn't come to work. And you made the schedules and you called in people if if they left, if they weren't there, if someone didn't show up for a shift, you would call, try to find someone to replace them. And if not, you worked it. And that was your job as manager. And of course you had some other little tasks like dealing with the bank deposit and trying to keep the store clean, little detail stuff. But when it came to actual authority over the employees, you had zero. You were not allowed to hire. You were not allowed to fire. You had absolutely no call in who you hired, who you fired, who worked in your store, what, or anything else. You could barely even make the own schedule. You had very little control. As a manager, you couldn't make any real high-level management decisions. You were basically the guy that took the money to the bank and was held responsible for anything that went wrong while having very little to do to actually fix any problems that did arise. So, not a lot of wiggle room, and it makes for unhappy leaders. You see, here is a key. If your leadership is unhappy, they will leave. They will leave. And when leadership leaves, then you get turnover in leadership, which makes a mess. 
when leaders don't have a common goal and they're all fighting for different goals, they get upset, they will leave. When you hire people that are not great leaders, or you promote people that are not great leaders, they might be great people, but not great leaders. Now, remember, there's a distinction between a great person and a great leader. Not all great leaders are great people, and not all great people are great leaders. But promoting the wrong person in to the wrong spot can destroy them, and you'll lose them. Hiring a person that you have not fully vetted and made sure they're part of your team and can get on board with your goals and, and vision for your company, they won't last or you'll have to get rid of them. So either way, they won't last. So leadership is so key. It's so important that you get leadership on the same page and to be consistent. And even if you have a leadership team and you have, say, team meetings and you debate and you argue about the way to go, that's absolutely fine. Matter of fact, in the book, Good to Great, Jim Collins talks about how these great companies, their leadership would often get in meetings and get in fights and arguments and debates and go back and forth and be very aggressive sometimes, get very loud. And when they did, but the thing is, when they decided on the proper course of action, they did it. They stopped what they were doing. They stopped arguing. They said, okay, we agree. Okay, we agree. We're good. We're good. And they said, okay, we're good. And they stopped arguing and fighting, and they just got it done. Once they came to an agreement, they were in full agreement, and they all got together and ran in the direction they agreed on. That was it. They didn't continue fighting or whining or complaining about it behind people's backs. No gossiping. Nothing. They would just fight and argue to make sure they got the right thing. And once they all agreed that with these arguing back and forth that they came to the right conclusion, they did it. And these teams won consistently over time, at least 15 years beating the market. That was the metric, 15 years beating the market by a large margin. So good leadership that contains and holds in great leaders and doesn't keep things changed works great. So remember, as you build your team, as you hire people, be, even as you're hiring regular people, look for leadership qualities. Now, that book, Entree Leadership, I talked about that. It's all about leadership, but it talks about you wanting to hire entree leaders. And what's an entree leadership? A leader with the heart of an entrepreneur. Which is amazing because we all have hearts of entrepreneurs. I'm pretty sure if you listen to this podcast, you have some sort of entrepreneurial heart leadership heart. So if you have a heart of an entrepreneur and are a leader, that's the type of leader you want. And get them on board, take good care of them, and you'll find amazing results. And uh, even your regular employees, try to find entree leaders that you hire. Even if they're not all leadership material, you want some of those qualities to come forth. Anyway, I will see you next time. Finally got a good chance to record, and hopefully I will be able to start recording again longer segments and be able to do better research and do these a little bit more detailed than lately when I've been busy. Anyway, talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. 
We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.